Good morning, and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Old Readers Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Thursday, May 6, 2021. Today we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are on page 55, the third paragraph, starting with... Um, We finally saw that faith, just unpacking that one paragraph. Today's readers are, and thank you everyone for your service, Nancy C., Kathy P., Elena C., Anita L., our newcomer greeter will be Ken W.H., and our host for our second unrecorded hour, Esther C. The reference numbers for yesterday's Vision for You meeting, 7 a.m., 16,889. That's 16889 for the 10 a.m. meeting yesterday, May 5th, 16890, 16,890. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting to our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overreader who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can, can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Anita L. to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Anita. Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L. from outside of Philadelphia. Uh, The 12 Steps of OA. One, we admit that we are perilous over food, that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying 
only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. And with that, I pass. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Thank you so much, Anita. I will now ask for Elena C. to read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Elena. Good morning, everyone. My name is Elena C., and I'm uh, a recovered compulsive overeater from South Carolina. These are the 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Number two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Number three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting another group or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six. An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such are never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. In 12, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles <clears throat> before personalities. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Elena, and thanks for being willing to jump in there. Much appreciated. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. Again, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute your phone. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. 
Then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the big book. We are on page 55 in the chapter We Agnostics on the third paragraph, and I'm going to ask Nancy C. to get us started. Go ahead, Nancy. You have the floor. Good, Good morning, everyone. This is Nancy C., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Finally, we saw that faith in some kind of God was a part of our makeup, just as much as the feeling we had for a friend. Sometimes we had to search fearlessly, but he was there. He was as much a fact as we were. We found the great reality deep down within us. In the last analysis, it was only there that he may be found. It was so with us. Wow, what a great paragraph to start off the day. And um, it really reminds me of my surrender to this program and really getting into the second step. You know, we've been talking in this whole um, chapter about our reason and our faith and our lack of faith and our reliance on reason. And, you know, growing up as a Catholic kid, um, faith was really just always talked about, but I never really understood it. It was always, you know, have faith in this. And then whatever that was never happened. And so I really didn't believe in God, but I was too afraid not to believe in God. So I thought I had a God of my understanding. And as I went through life, the only thing that I could understand was eating. That was the only thing that comforted me and made me feel okay. God never showed up for me, so or I never thought he showed up for me. And the only thing that really made me feel better was eating. So when I finally got the gift of desperation um, this past summer and made a call to this very strong um, OA meeting, did I find that in the last analysis that God was there all along? Um, I can remember um, calling into the meeting and hearing a recovery of people and a hopefulness that I had never heard before that I wanted so badly. And that was my last analysis. That's really where I surrendered my will and my life over to the, a power greater than me. And I realized that I had no power, but I also realized that God was there for me all along. I couldn't have got here a day before. Um, and I wasn't a day too late or a day too early. I was exactly where God wanted me today. And you know what? Today, God wants me exactly where I am here. I mean, I'm scared to death sharing on this line. It's the first time that I've done a share like this as a lead. But you know what? I was dying before I got to this program, so I have to share because today I'm living. And so today I'm giving service to everyone else. God is deep within me today, and I know that. And he gives me the strength and the faith and the hope to work this program and every one of you on the line, the people that I know, the people that I don't know yet have helped me to get where I am today. And I'm so grateful. If you're new to this program, please listen to the shares. Please give your name out and take that hand and find that God within you because somebody will take that hand and walk you through. That's what God wants for you. He wants all of us to be happy. And I'm so glad that he had me find this program. And with that, 
Um, thank you, everyone, and I pass. Thank you so much, Nancy. Okay. So we are now going to take uh, readers. I mean, sorry, <laughs> for those who would like to share on what was read. And although we uh, very much value your experience, strength, and hope, if you have shared in the last few days, we ask that you hold off so that others can share their experience, strength, and hope. So who would like to share on what was read today? Please give me your name, initial of your first initial of your last name. Anita L. Kim T. Is that Kim T? Yes. Lisa B. Okay. Ah, uh, no. Lisa B. On. Carmela G. Anita L. Elena C. Anita, I got you. Who was that? Elena C. Oh, Elena. Okay, gotcha. Anita J. Anita J. Okay. What a great group. Uh, Anita L, Kim T, Lisa B, Ann M, Carmela C, Elena C, and Anita J. Okay, Anita L, it is your turn. Please go ahead. Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L from outside of Philadelphia. Uh, I am very grateful uh, to be able to share today. Um, I wanted to share yesterday on the paragraph and really was going to because uh, it talked about miracles at the end of the paragraph that my higher power can bring for me to me and take me to a place that is beyond my wildest dreams. And, uh, and then my body just felt very tired and I felt that it wasn't the right day to share. And I guess that's because today it talks of faith. And um, every morning before I come on this line, I am very lucky that I have a meditation partner who I uh, do ma many spiritual things with. We uh, say gratitudes, we read, we pray, we write to God, and God writes back, writes back to us. And during my meditation this morning, I felt such a love for the God deep down within me. And the tears just started streaming down my face. And I just reached out to God, literally, with my arms upstretched, outstretched. And then I hugged myself and gave God that spiritual hug from me thanking my higher power for bringing me to this place that I never dreamed I could be. And it's not that things are great in my life. It's not that. It's that for 43 years I have been in this program. And when I finally was willing to believe that I could bring in God into my life, because I didn't want to hear that in the beginning, and when I was finally ready and willing to accept that only a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity, I wanted that relationship. And for so many years, I knew there was a piece missing. And this pandemic has brought me, it's, it's a horrible you know, thing that has happened with COVID, but 
I have grown so spiritually this past year. And uh, I I thank my my sponsor last April who brought me to this level with being a messenger of her higher power and, and facilitating me and bringing me to a level beyond my wildest dreams because she was God with skin on. And now I hear that, Amy, and now... I am experiencing a personal relationship with God that I was always missing, and I am so grateful. And that is the fourth dimension for me. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you, Anita. Kim T., your turn. Hi. Good morning. This is Kim T. in northern Michigan. Um, When I look at this paragraph, I think of where it says some kind of God. Um, I've been involved in faith for many years, and the some kind of God I had didn't work. My conception didn't work. Um, I've done the steps. I've been in program about 18 months, and I had done the steps twice and um, relapsed. And the third, I'm in the steps now, in the fourth step, actually. And what's different for me this time what is different is instead of having expectations, instead of trying to managing, you know, manage God, and then, you know, if I do this, I get that. Um, I've just recognized that I'm powerless over my thoughts, powerless to set aside things myself. I thought I had to do the thinking myself, you know, if I got a food thought, I thought I just tuck that in and power through. Well, the difference this time is I realize in my powerlessness, it's right there. I can access him anytime. I can say, God, I need your help with this instead of it being me and, you know, guiding God. <laughs> managing God, um, keeping him in a box. And if I do this, I get that. And then when I didn't get that, I used that as evidence that the God idea didn't work. So what was my solution? Because, you know, I just, I thought that he had to be a certain way. Um, one that judged me, one that was disappointed in me. But finally, in my powerlessness, I was willing to, you know, ask him for help to set aside my old ideas, my schemes. My brain never stops. It's always an addict every morning. But God's always there every morning, too, to turn to. Um, The power is right there, and I just needed to let go and ask for his help in doing that. Um, He is much of a he is he was as much of a fact as we were as real as i am an addict he is real in power and he is the solution and every day i can ask him what does my recovery look like to you i'm tired of trying to fix myself show me and create in me a new way of living and i'm just so grateful and with that i pass have a beautiful day Thank you so much, Kim. 
Uh, Lisa B. You have good morning. Floor. Yes, good morning. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. Thank you, everyone, for their service. Um, I like how it says we finally saw. So I'm staying with it. I'm staying the course. You know, finally, I'm sticking around. I'm listening. And, you know, my understanding of their sharing their experience of how they got in touch with this, and it was through doing the work, and I believe that they're talking about having done the fourth step, they're digging around, and they're seeing all those things that have been blocking this connection, you know, with the great reality. And I love in Bill's story how he talks about my newfound friend, you know, and here they talk about um, just as much of the feeling we have for a friend and that that friend is real, just like I'm real. It's in me. It's a part of me. It's not separate from me. And that great reality, capital G, capital R, you know, another term for God. This is a great reality that's deep down within me. It's been with me all along, even in those horrible, dark, lonely times when I felt so alone. But I could never connect with this power because I was blocked, you know, like we read in the paragraph before with the um, pomp and all of the other stuff, you know, but um, I just wanted to share a wonderful memory I had when I was reading the big book with my sponsor, I was entirely abstinent for the first time and we were reading through the big book and suddenly I was aware of peace and quiet in my head. I realized that there was always a swooshing sound, like a buzzing humming sound. And that was the illness, just that constant running of just perpetual thoughts and constant where I couldn't hear, I couldn't absorb any, any of this plan of recovery. I couldn't understand and accept what was being presented to me in the big book until I got entirely abstinent. The food was down and I was listening to a recovered person share her experience, strength and hope, just like the, the writer of this book is doing with us in these paragraphs. And, you know, it was through doing the work and going through the steps and experiencing them, that that's how I realized that that great reality deep down within me. And then I wanted to have a relationship, you know, with this power. I wanted earnestly to know this, this wonderful presence as a friend that's with me always. So I'm grateful to be here. I'm happy to hear all of you. I pass. Thank you so much, Lisa. Okay. And M, it's your turn. Please go ahead. Hi, Amy. This is Anne M. Yes, sorry, Amy. I was on mute. Hi, Amy. Sorry. This is Anne M. here from Ireland, gracefully recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, Great for your service. Thank you so much, Amy. And thank you, everyone on the line. Yeah, again, this paragraph, you know, when I came in, it was like, what's God got to do with food? And, you know, in this paragraph, it's explaining everything, really. God has got to do with everything, you know, not just my food, my life and, and, and all that goes with that. And, yeah, it's like the hope that's in this paragraph. Um, you know, it just says we finally saw. And again, us addicts, we don't give in easy, we don't give up easy, we don't surrender easily. But finally, the gift of desperation finally brings me back to my, you know, back to the drawing board. And that's faith in some kind of God. Yeah, that's so liberating for me. And, you know, I grew up definitely in a home that, yeah, God was, God was always, you know, somewhere, but absolutely, you know, somewhere was the somewhere I don't know, I, I could never place, but 
it certainly wasn't inside me and it wasn't flown through me like it is today. And it says here it was part of our makeup. So it's so definite, you know. And every time I hear that part where, you know, that I've moved away from God, but God is always waiting for me with open arms, you know. It says here he was there. And so, so real. It's so definite. It's so clear. You know, it's just so promising for me. You know, it's never that God is gone. I have just, my head has moved. And in the next part where it says, we found the great reality deep down within us. Wow, what a promise. And there's where, you know, it's inside each and every one of us, you know, not just for me, for other people as well. And certainly for us as addicts, you know, we're desperately seeking this this higher power and seeking higher power for all the reasons. And my main reason was, you know, to be abstinent and to uh, to get clean and sober. And uh, today, you know, I need a God. I need a higher power in my life for all areas. And, you know, the miracles do come. They definitely come. And in my life today, I'm going to a very challenging time health-wise. And, you know, God's the answer. And God has got this for me. And it's brought me closer to God. You know, it either brings you closer to the food or closer to God. And for me, it's brought me much closer and cultivated my relationship much stronger with my higher power. So with that, I pass. And thanks again, Amy, for your service. Thank you so much, Anne. Okay, Carmela, it's your turn. Please go ahead. Good morning, Amy. Thank you so much for your service, and thank you all for being on the line. My name is Carmela G, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from New York. The reason I wanted to share today is because recently I was reminded when I entered program what the newcomer is seeking. When I went to my first meeting, and I heard someone in the room had lost 100 pounds, and I needed to lose over 100 pounds. I immediately called her, and I said, what do you eat? I want to know what you eat. And she was a very peaceful woman, and she had you could tell the peace emanated from her. And she said, oh, I have a food plan. And I never realized, because you see, I thought I was a woman of faith. And I never realized that it was God that I was seeking, because even though I was a woman of faith, I used to demand from this magical being somewhere in the universe all the things that Carmela wanted. You see, that was my magic. Some people on the line call it pixie dust. Some call them Santa Claus. I call them God. And I used to say, you must give me this. But this program allowed me to go deep in my heart and allowed my source of power, which is God, to enter and make me realize in my mind and in my heart that he has been within me since the day I was even thought of in my mother's uterus. He has loved me through all my ugliness and loves me today. 
and the gift of working these steps and living in this program is that I know the reality today is within me if I allow God to remain with me every moment and if I am of maximum service. So what will you have me be? Who will you have me meet? And what do you want me to do today? That is how I begin each day. And with that, I pass. And thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you so much, Carmela. Elena C., it's your turn. Please go ahead. Good morning, everyone. My name is Elena C. from Greenville, South Carolina, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. And, um, you know, what a be- what beautiful comments and what a beautiful meeting. And the reason I really wanted to share it because I am just in love with these two paragraphs. Um, I um, never thought of God would being within me and God being within other people. Um, you know, I grew up with um, a religion that told me God is the old man with beard who's looking at my at me with a finger and uh, punishing me. And um, instead, this paragraph is showing me that it's every single if one of us has something that's beautiful within. And um, I made other people my higher power. I don't have to look a- around. I have. I don't have to look outside of me to find my happiness because I did look to other people, or I did look to food, or I, <clears throat> or I look to alcohol, or I look to a cl- some clothes that I was wearing to find my happiness. And I don't have to do this today. All I have to do is know that I have what it takes to keep me safe and the something within myself, and so do other people. And I can interact with other people from that standpoint, that they're not bad people, that they're, they have something good, and they, they also, just like me, have the capability of activating that. And that is healing. And just like I feel for a friend, you know, and those are qualities from my higher power, friendship, compassion, connection with others, um, love, gratitude, appreciation. Because in the past, without these 12 steps, it was fear. Fear was my higher power. I believed in fear. And... um, and it's how beautiful, how beautiful to discover that we have it, we have it within us all along. Not only me, but so do other people. And I certainly found it in, in this room, in this meetings that are really, really good for me to listen to every morning. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Elena. Okay, Anita J, it's your turn. Did you say Anita? I, I did. Okay, all right. Thank you so much for your service and all who are on and sharing. Um, I'm Anita J, recovered in frame in Westboro, Massachusetts. 
I just moved. Who thought I'd do that? But anyway, um, the great reality is that he's deep down within each one of us. I first heard that concept um, at a church vestry retreat. The leader referred to the God hole. And there was something in me that that went bing, the God hole. And you put it all together, my addiction, um, the reality of a God deep within. Um, and the thing was, if he's not there, we, we like we want to fill it. And I know I filled it. I filled it with Jamoka almond fudge. That was uh, that was my God. I used to joke. I turned my role in my life over daily to God and Jamoka almond fudge. You know that's a lie. You know I know. Once I put my addicted foods into my body, there is no room for anyone. Friend, God. Husband, children, there's no room. Everything is focused on that food and more of it. What a way to have lived so long. But I guess I was afraid, you know, to finally surrender to this power. And it's turned out to be the thing that um, it's like, I'm fighting the greatest gift I ever received, and I just felt nasty. I'm in the joy of living. Why did things become more colorful? It's like seeing with new eyes. And, and it's, I'm just really, really grateful. I just quickly, you know, I had heard this story years ago, and it also resonated of a, a, a little kid climbing on his baby brother's crib and we peering over and going, what is God like? I'm beginning to forget. And I thought, yeah, he was always there. He was always there. I just, uh, it's blocked out by worldly clamors, mostly in me, you know. And so I'm very grateful to know he was always there. I wouldn't have lived past age three if he hadn't been with me. And so... That's a fact, and I just want to thank you all, and I pass. Thank you so much, Anita. Okay, so we have time to take another new list of folks that might, would like to share on what was read. Again, Irene. You in the left, uh, hold on one sec. We are on page 55 on the third paragraph, reading that one paragraph only. And again, if you shared in the last three days, we ask that you let others share their experience, strength, and hope, please. Okay, who would like to share? Was Irene, did you say? Adriana P. Wilson. Peggy. Uh, Adriana P. Who was Peggy after H. Adriana? Peggy H. Wilson. I think Russ, there you are. I thought I heard somebody. Okay, Russ M. Okay. Was it Irene B that I missed at the beginning there? Okay, well, you can come back on. All right, so I have Irene, I believe, Adriana P, Peggy H, Russ M. Anyone else? Okay. Uh, did you get Irene B? I was unmuted, unmuted. Was it Irene or Eileen? 
Irene, I-R-E-N-E, Irene B. Okay, gotcha. I do have you. You're up first. Thank you. Uh, anyone else? Okay. Terry D. Terry B. D is in David. Okay, got it. Thanks. One, going once, going twice. Okay. All right, so we have Irene B., Adriana P., Russ, uh, Peggy H., Russ M., and Terry D. All right, Irene, please go ahead. It's your turn. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service. I'm Irene B. A greatly recovered Linux from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, this paragraph in the shares has really moved me to share, and I feel I need to to be seen, to be heard, to state my truth. Uh, it says in this paragraph that God is within us that he's been there all along. And I think that is very much my truth. I wondered when I was little if I was real, if I really existed. And I've come to the conclusion that I do exist and that I am real. And just as I am real, so is my higher power. And I loved what I've heard today, that he has loved me from the moment I was conceived. I was not shame. I was not an accident. He meant for me to exist. He has a plan for my life, and he values me. It doesn't matter if I don't value me or if my husband chooses to go live with somebody else, or if the world rejects me, I can count on him to value me. And what I need to do is to look at myself through his eyes, eyes of love, compassion, and grace. And um, trauma caused me to become bulimic at age six. But I was sick way before age six, and I didn't know it. I didn't know how sick I was until I became free from bulimia four years ago. It's been a road and a learning process. I didn't know how sick I was. I was told for inpatient, for outpatient treatment centers that the bulimia was only a symptom of the problem. But I didn't have a problem. My only problem was food. Well, the food issue is resolved. And now I'm, now I'm dealing with the root causes. And by the grace of God, again and again, I'll say that it is a miracle that I am free from bulimia. As a child, I used to daydream that I could eat as much as I wanted to and that I had access to everything I wanted to in terms of yummy food, my forbidden foods. And um, I feel like God said, okay, child, you can be bulimic and you can just suffer. Uh, I'll just wrap up and say that he finally said, okay, have you had enough now that you've had your way? You know, have you learned your lesson? It's like you need me, you don't need food. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Irene. Adriana P., 
You have the floor. Thank you. Hi, this is Adrian, compulsive overeater in Detroit, Michigan. And uh, the, this paragraph and the paragraph from yesterday really reminded me of this quote um, where it says, You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it rests in you. And um, it just makes me think of how, like, even if I want to separate myself from God, I can't, you know, that, like, God is a part of me. Like, I am a spiritual being having a human experience, you know. And there's just so many unknowns about the realm of the spirit, you know, that, um, yeah, like, who knows how long I existed before I even came on this earth, you know, Uh my soul may be so close to God than I even realize. Um, my own self is what gets in the way, you know, that part of myself, that ego, who wants to um, just believe in what I can see. And um, it's just amazing how when I put down the food and there was some clarity and some space for God to kind of reveal himself, um, it felt like a coming home. To me, the feeling of God is like a coming home, um, like a coming into myself um, in like a true self way, not uh, like an ego way. And um, it's just kind of amazing how that is. Like our truest nature really is, you know, a part of God, like God made us and uh, kind of knows how we tick so to speak. And so, you know, in these moments when, like I was laughing yesterday because I, you know, I'm in this place where I'm thinking about, and, you know, I said, I started praying to God, like, I was like, God, you know, if you want me to change jobs, you're going to need to make sure that I get paid enough. So I, and then I started looking at myself and I was like, oh my God, like God doesn't know support my family and God doesn't know my needs or you know it's just kind of funny like I can quickly forget that uh, you know God is this foreign part separate from me um, and doesn't know my needs and my wants and I mean he knows them better than I do so I don't know I just love this paragraph it's such a great reminder and with that I'll pass things thank you so much Adriana Peggy H please go ahead Hi, thank you. This is Peggy H. from Arizona. Um, I love these words, finally, um, our makeup, last analysis, only. Um, those are black and white words. And I, I've come to appreciate that in recovery, there's black and white in life, and then there's some gray in life. And uh, for me, you know, a balanced, integrated life is living with black and white and living with gray. But um, the black and white that there is a God um, that is part of my makeup and, and then the last, you know, the great reality, there's another one, um, that gives me, you know, that's a, that's a choice that I'm, uh, that lies before me, and I either as a created being, um, I can reject that uh, to my own 
foolishness or um, it can surrender to it. And then in surrendering to it, um, you know, I put down things in my arsenal that are damaging to me and damaging to others and rejecting the great reality, the the deepest love, that um, most perfect love. It's like, um, you know, I don't know, cutting off my nose to spite my face. It doesn't make any sense in the last analysis. Um, And something that was just recently shared about that quote, you know, um, we are restless until we rest in me. I love that quote. Um, And so not only do I have that restfulness with God when I finally surrender, but there was a, something I heard in one of the meetings. You know how we hear things and we write them down in our big book and I forget about them and I don't know where I heard it, but I flipped open to this page and written um, deep down is God's idea of Peggy also. You know, deep down is God's idea of all of us. And it's when they can mold and blend, you know. Um, it's only to my benefit that I become who I'm supposed to be when I let God in and take over and control um, my life. It's that's a lie that I think um, I'll be, you know, threatened or hurt. Um, not to say that there's not going to be pain and struggle, but um, to lean into that and let God take over as I walk through it. Um, I just win from that also, you know. I just gain more strength and character and humility. So um, there's there's nothing that I want to escape here. Um, and uh, I, I say that with a chuckle because I know that there's going to be, you know, I surrender and then I get into some challenges of life and then I'm like, oh, did I really want to do Of course I do, yeah. I'm right. just going to keep going. So thank you all. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Peggy. Russ M., you are up. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, fellas. Russ M., recover compulsive overeater outside of Philly. And, uh, you know, this, the whole chapter for me is, uh, kind of speaks to me to stop figuring it out. You know, I, I'm sure many of the other chapters do that too, but this one, it just, you know, it's it's hard to surrender. For me, it was hard to surrender. Really deep, intense, soulful, you know, in my heart. Really relinquish all control over to God. And uh, it's only by being, uh, having no other option. You know, I'm going to, it's it, you know. I had no other option but surrendering. Like, you know, I'm a big Christian, great Catholic, and all that horse manure. Yet, I couldn't surrender the regular things of life to God. And it was because I was trying to control and figure it out. And I wasted time, money, and, you know, the whole story, like everybody did. It's, you know, when I read this, and after going through the steps and being in this way of life for an extended period of time, it's like it just doesn't happen by reading way agnostic. You know, it just didn't happen for for that. It's the process of going through it and surrendering a little bit at a time. And 
that's how I started to truly believe and trust in God and that he was deep down inside of me. So there's a lot, a lot of layers to it for me. And that, you know, it has to be at the core. It has to be at the marrow of, of my life that, you know, everything, even what I'm saying here, or, well, you know, whatever, every move I'm making has to be surrendered to God. And it's a hard thing to do. It's not an easy thing to do for me. And, um, you know, I don't have to be convinced anymore because of this way of life. So that's, that's what I got out of that. You know, that, you know I was blocking my own self, but it, these are things that I was born with, you know. So thank goodness we have the 12 steps and this beautiful program to, to live a, you know, a free life. So thank you very much. Love you guys. Uh, I'll pass. Thank you, Russ. Okay, Terry B., please go ahead. You have the floor. Terry, press star one to unmute. Terry, okay, Terry. here. All righty, here I am. Good morning. I'm Terry D. from Richmond, Virginia, a compulsive overeater recovered for today. Thank you, God. I am so grateful. For, for you, for this beautiful OA vision program, for our beautiful big book. And this passage, it touches my heart deeply because I never believed there was such a thing as a God within. We found the great reality deep down within us in the last analysis. It is only there that he, is, he may be found. It's, it was so with us. That was sacrilegious to me, you know, believing that God is within. And um, through working the steps with my sponsor and um, through working with others and practicing these steps, I gradually am, am gradually beginning to stay present to what is. I'm not always, there's, you know, um, it's a practice. But I'm grateful for today. I'm grateful for this moment. I'm amazed of the, the feelings. I can't understand God, but I can experience God today. Um, God is so much more than I could ever dream of, ever imagine. So it's a little by little day-by-day, moment-by-moment process to tap into something greater than myself. And I forget, and I need to be reminded through you, through the book, through strangers, through nature, through walks. But the presence of God is always here for me. That's what this passage means. It's always here for you and me, for all of us. It's a beautiful um reminder to stay present to this very moment. The power is within us in this moment. There, it's, God is nowhere else but in this moment. And it, that is deep within me and deep within you. So um, <laughs> thank you for this beautiful meeting and uh, have, a, have a divine day. Bye. I pass. Uh, thank you so much, Terry. 
Okay, so we have uh, time for one more share. Who would like to take that? I would like to share. I'd like to share if I may. I'm sorry, two people came in at once. Uh, yeah, let you try again. Lynn Rennie from Montreal. Liz? Lynn? Oh, Layla. Layla? Yeah, Lynn. All right. L Y N N E. Got it. Lynn, please okay. go ahead. Oh, hi. I, I'm Lynn Rennie H from Montreal. And it was my first meeting here yesterday. I'm a, I'm a grateful. Um, Welcome. Overeater, thank you. It's been seven years, and I heard you all, you guys, six years ago, six years ago, and I thought it was all cuckoo land here. And uh, yesterday, and it goes with what we just read this morning, is that for the first time, I saw all your higher higher power shine so much, and it touched me. You were like care bears. I don't know if you all know those, but it's like the shyness of your, the shyness of the brightness of the love of your HPs just reached out to me. I can't believe still this morning that there's seven people that called me. I don't, I don't understand how, I, I do understand, but I'm in awe that you decided to call me. You don't even know what I look like. You don't even know who I am and uh, it's really touching for me because I've kind of uh, since three months I'm in relapse because I'm so afraid of people and yesterday you just gave me hope that there are some people that are still nice and uh, yeah I like the Care Bear image because it's like it's going to shine through me too at one point because you're going to be shining first because you know how now and I'm just going to cling to you like freaking glue till I'm able to do the same as you. I'm so grateful for you guys. Thank you so much for your service and especially for taking care of your recovery because it can just snap out. And I need you in recovery because I need to know how to get to there. that great destination. Thank you so much for being there, everybody. I'll pass and let people, the other person, if she has time. Thanks for being there. Well, thank you so much, Lynn. We are so glad to have you here. As they say, welcome to Overeaters Anonymous. Welcome home. So I've got about one minute left. There was someone else who would like to share. You're welcome to dive in for a quick minute. I don't know who he was, but I mean, Michael likes to share. Okay, you got a minute. Yes. I just want to say thank you for your service and that. I'm a long timer and coming to a vision for the last few years has changed my life, enhanced my beliefs, and it's it's been a it's been very magical for me. So have a safe day and thank you so much. I pass. Great, great way to take us out. Thank you, Michael. Thank you so much to everyone who has shared today. Thank you for Team Thursday. Please join us for another awesome second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today, Thursday, May 6, 2021, 7 a.m. is 16,897-16897. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Kathy P., could you please read that for us? 
Good morning. Thank you for a great meeting. This is Kathy P. from Catskill, New York. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Thank you.